0: The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Corey, how do you
1: like your nipples? Toasty. You like your nipples draped in luxury? All the time. All the time? Well, if you love luxurious-feeling nipples, I suggest you go and support some of the people who sponsor our show. Huh? Huh? Huh?
2: I don't see how I could not.
1: <laughs> go ahead and take you and your nipples, and you're gonna go over to our first one, which is uh, he does all our art he's a really good friend of ours, uh, Brad Gunnerson, Statusphere Merch, StatusphereMerch.com, use the coupon code TERROR, get you get yourself fifteen percent off of your order there. And furthermore, you can take take the same set of nipples, head over to the hate.com, T-H-E-H-V, I I I dot com, three eyes. Use HBG 15, get you 15% off there, Just treat yourself and your nipples. And-
2: I only wish I had more than three nipples to use. <laughs>
1: Welcome to episode 74 of the podcast, a terror production of the Galactic Network. This is a podcast of all things scary. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me as always is Corey. I wear fucked up
2: shirts to fuck with people's
1: eyesight, Scott. Corey, how are you?
2: I mean, it's not just to fuck with people's eyesight. It's also to make people feel good about themselves. I
1: can't stop staring at it. If you're listening to the audio, I'm sorry. You'll have to go watch the YouTube video. He's wearing a shirt of Dustin from Stranger Things with three eyeballs.
2: and Yeah, and a couple noses and yeah, I assume awesome. like at least one testicle.
1: You only need one Uh, Awesome Well we're just going to go ahead and get right into it This week we're joined by a freelance writer Editor for multiple horror sites And as of June 2016 she started her own website uh, Horrorgeeklife.com Which combines horror and geek culture And gaming which you all know Corey and I are big into She's also a family member of Eli Roth's Crypt TV And helps to admin one of the largest horror groups on Facebook She was also recently selected as a judge For the Women in Horror Film Festival this fall Melissa Ann Melissa how are you?
0: Uh, hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I
1: oh, appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, we, we have a mystery guest. We have a mystery man behind door number one, <laughs> which Melissa also brought us, so I kind of give her props for that. But
2: Damn it, I chose the box. I chose the There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing in the box.
1: Stupid. You're so stupid. Uh, he's the executive producer on Friday the 13th of the game, and also a little ditty called Battle Slots that I just heard about, Randy Greenback. Randy,
3: how are hey, you? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing great tonight. Uh, looking forward to talking about some horror and uh, and who knows, maybe maybe our game Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, we will.
1: Um, I want to hear about this Battle Sloss, though.
3: Okay, I'm down to talk about it. So Battle Sloss, um, real quick. Uh, it's a four-player competitive, like arena shooter, and uh, basically, you know, it's all about Sloss and what they do in nature. You know, they're riding hoverboards. Uh, they're fighting over pizza using different weapons, nunchucks. Uh, Swords, uh various guns, it lasers, and uh and yeah, they do battle over pizza to the death. When?
2: Which is exactly why I enjoy the National Geographic Channel. Anytime they have slots on there, all the rest of it just is just bullshit waiting for the slots to happen.
3: Yeah, they're cute, cuddly, and and, and they're killers too. So <laughs> when can I when when does this come out? Um, we have some big announcements uh coming up for Pac South. So um I'll I'll just say early 2017, just like I say for Friday the thirteenth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, i guess i won't ask you on friday the 13th is coming out then you could I'm, i know i don't want to be that guy we just met
3: i'll be that guy and say early 2017 so i already
1: asked you to take your shirt off once so we don't need to make this too weird for more on this podcast including show notes content information subscription links you can go to gncast.com slash pot you can chat with us on our slack channel during our shows gncast.com slash sign up while you're there subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, we're we're gonna ruin things. If you were in the YouTube channel before we started actually recording the audio, I already mentioned this. If you haven't seen the autopsy of Jane Doe, unless you're Randy, Randy gets a pass. He doesn't have to go watch it, but uh, go watch it now. We have an Amazon pass through link in the show notes, and um, I have a potty mouth. I'm gonna do a lot of swearing, so I'll join you. Be prepared. Awesome. Same. I also have to point out one of our listeners. I was telling Melissa about this. Uh, one of our listeners and I had a bet on the Packer-Cowboys game. Packers won with like five seconds left by a very long field goal. So, Martin, I am eagerly awaiting my beer.
3: Just a beer, huh? Not, well, not, not high stakes.
1: It was a six-pack of beer. He lives in Texas. I live in Wisconsin. So It's going to cost him. Can't get if there's there
2: ever control. been a truer slogan for Matt that I am eagerly awaiting for my beer, I've never heard it. That's true. <laughs> As some drinking. Hey, uh, can we just back up for a second? Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about HorrorGeekLife.com?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like you mentioned, I started it back really, I guess, mid-May, but we really launched it in June. And um, I was already writing for a few horror sites before that. And I wanted something that incorporated geek culture along with gaming because those are huge parts of my life as well. And I couldn't really find what I wanted because I was going to look at different sites to start writing for. So I just started my own. And um, since then, it's just been a huge ride. We've had some really great interviews. Um, I've met some amazing people, including Randy. And um, now we're up to 25 writers an editor and uh, i mean it's just we just go and uh it's a lot of fun and it's just been amazing we have a lot of cons we're going to this year uh pax south is the next one uh which is the last weekend of the month so we'll be there representing or i will be anyway but um so yeah
1: that's fantastic good save Corey. i'm a shitty host
2: no you got distracted you saw something shiny you saw randy's beard
3: (laughs) Oh, my beard is shiny now. I, I, I guess I need to brush it out.
2: Yeah, never,
3: never Maybe I should shiny. wash it.
2: Nope. Probably not with pencil shavings like you've been doing. Because that's, that's what does it. A He's bit been known
0: to brush that beard on, on Twitch in the middle of a stream. <laughs> it's a hat. There is
2: a fetish, I'm sure. Um, you go. Get, those, get the subscribers. I'm going to have to find that's that. it.
3: Yeah, that's how I do it. That's all I have, people. I don't know what I'm doing here. Just look at my beard.
1: <laughs> it's like the uh, the spinning eyeball on the Who's a What's now. You just oh, fuck. Of course, I can't think of the word. You hypnotize people with the beard. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
2: <Spinny>. <laughs> spinning right. eyeball on the Who's a What's. I can see how that was supposed to elicit a response.
1: I'm all flustered. <laughs> let's go. Ahead. Let's, let's do some uh, some news real quick. Um, first news story we got is the third Jeepers Creepers movie is finally in pre-production. Uh, I, so, I feel like I've gotten such horrendous blue balls over the Jeepers Creepers 3 thing that the fact that it's finally in pre-production, I don't even I'm not even really like that pumped about it.
0: I'm not, honestly. I I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. I don't know why. I just am.
2: It's just, it's been promised for so long and I, a lot of the, the buildup, it's like, they still say that people that were involved in it before are going to be involved in it again. They're going to bring back the characters like, uh, Gina Phillips character, Trish from the first movie. And I thought they were going to bring in, uh, Ray from the second movie, the dad, but it it's, it's gone so far out that we've been waiting that I just, do I trust it? I'm afraid to love again.
0: <laughs> well, and there's so much controversy with the director. Yeah, and, and there, there has you know, been. For yeah, and think... for a long time, yeah.
3: Yeah, before it, the and first And that just kind of on. all got
0: rehashed recently um, right. for whatever reason. It all got out there again, and so now there's controversy again.
2: Which, I mean, I don't, I don't want to belittle the seriousness of what happened with him, um, but I think we've even talked about that before on the show, is that he at least he went to jail you know he did his time he I, I assume that he's in some sort of continuing therapy about it and everything and compared to some of the other dickwads that are around in hollywood that have just fled the country or continue doing what they're doing i, I at least see that as a as a somewhat step up it's still horrifying um but I really like the cheaper creepers movies too, and I hate trying to justify to myself that it's okay to like the movies, even though the guy is uh, got an illness.
3: So wait, wait, wait! I missed that on that. Like, what, what happened with the director?
0: He, he oh. got convicted of child molestation.
3: Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, during that <laughs> put with, a damper on a lot of things. Yeah, when
2: Powder <laughs> came out, I think it was.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, was during
2: that time. Time that I ever heard of him. Yeah, so I mean, I, I there's I've seen a few articles that have gone over this. Uh, even the this was an exclusive story to Bleeding Cool, and they link to their own article about the controversy and stuff. And they say they're just looking to have people be able to have a discussion about it and see how they feel about it. Is this a story that deserves to be reported on as far as the movies, considering the history of that? And it, it's up to the the fans. It's up to the people who watch the movies, and if they feel like they can deal with it I it, it surprises me how many people still will work with Roman Polanski mm-hmm. um that that always bugs me because that's someone who just said well you know, fuck the law I'm just gonna escape to France where they'll protect me and I I don't I don't understand that but, but I, I do want these movies I do <laughs> I, I'm not I can't I can't justify it any other way than, yeah, it, it if he was still doing shit and we knew about it and everything, then fucking burn the guy at the stake. I'm all for that. Um, but then someone else should get to make cheaper scrapers.
0: I've never been a huge fan of the series, so I guess for me I'm just kind of meh.
2: yeah, and that's always a, the hard thing too, is that uh, if you're a Woody Allen fan, do you forego judging Woody Allen on some of the accusations made against him? Versus, but then I I want to watch Hannah and her sisters or something. I I just I don't know.
0: I think it's still going to make a lot of money.
1: I'm sure it's going to make an uncomfortable amount of money.
0: Yes, very much though. So. That's the way
1: it goes. Um, yeah, I guess if you're not aware, of Jeepers Creepers will show the final days of the Creepers. Twenty-three day feeding frenzy. As skeptical Sergeant Tubbs teams up with a task force, hell-bent on destroying the Creeper for good. I bet she doesn't die and there's a potential four. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's it always there. the way.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> d- it depends on the big giant movie check. Uh, I, I also want to get back to... Uh, we'll mention Jeepers Creepers later when we're talking about our, our film for the week.
1: Yes. Yes, we will. Um, the next news story. So... Melissa watched this video, which I'm actually very proud of her for getting all the way through. Um, They're they're friends; they're very, very good friends of mine. Uh, Band Reaping Asmodea released a new ultra gory video for their single of Talons and Teeth. Uh, They have an album coming out on Prosthetic Records on February 24th called Impureties. This is a music video that even if you hate like death metal, but if you love horror, you should still watch it because I watch a lot of horror movies, and this made me uncomfortable. Uh, I don't know how it made Melissa feel.
0: It was dark. <laughs> it was really, really I saw I saw you mention Reanimator or the article mentioned Reanimator, um, you know, which is one of my favorite films. I'm like, Oh, that's fun. It's gonna draw inspiration. I'm like, Whoa, okay, <laughs> nope. this is like uh what yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: they mentioned the human centipede also, and I'm like, ah, I don't really think it's that close to the human centipede. No. Maybe, because no. there's a doctor performing... I mean, performing. as
3: close as you
2: would be in a human centipede.
3: <laughs> All the way up in that. Way
1: up? <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes you got to go ass to mouth.
3: <laughs> Why do
2: birds suddenly appear every time my mouth's on your rear?
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ, Corey. Did that just... Did you just make that up? Yeah, of course I did. Honestly,
2: <laughs> that's
1: Yeah. Welcome to the show, Randy. <laughs> you didn't even get like a buffer. Like, you kind of got thrown into this. This was the last yeah. minute, so... I, I clicked in that and that now we're going.
2: <laughs> Isn't the buffer the middle guy in the centipede? Oh god damn, Corey, you're on. you like 6 at that
1: point. You should drop a mixtape, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, go watch the video. It, it's it's on YouTube. This came from ComingSoon.net, but uh, what I really want to get into, and it worked out that Randy's here. They, I almost want to just let you kind of talk about it because it's your thing. But you guys, had, uh, you announced a little bit of news, some uh, additions to the game, um,
3: yeah, and a Misfits
1: Friday. song, which I was, I thought was kind of cool. So, yeah, that that
3: we expanded our soundtrack. Uh, we just announced that uh, we we're going to do Friday the Thirteenth by the Misfits. It's like there's no more perfect song to come out on Friday the 13th along with our trailer which is showing uh, knife throwing and Jason from part 6 you know and uh and that the fact that we are now having cars be able to run over counselors so there was a lot of griefing during the beta wow. and a lot of people were asking us to fix the issue where players were standing in front of other people's cars like arguing that they're not going to get out of the way and jason's just going to kill everybody if they don't give up a seat in the car so now you just run them over
1: fucking a. I never had that problem i got to start the car once and jason just ripped me out of the car and i died <laughs> That's the
3: closest I got to driving one. That does happen a lot. I mean, Jason <sighs> is meant to be pretty OP, just like the movies. Yeah, which is awesome. I I loved
1: playing as Jason. I never got the hang of like the shift grab, but every time I played a Jason, he could shift grab me out of thin air, and it was fucked. But
3: I think over time, everybody's going to get good at doing stuff like that, and it'll kind of even out, and, and uh, people will get better at playing as the counselors. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff that we haven't talked about yet to kind of rebalance and uh, get things a little more where we want them to be. But we used a lot of the data and all the videos that were shared around for the beta, um, as well as like streams and whatnot on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, and we've just been analyzing them and kind of seeing where we can make improvements, things that would make the game more fun, things that would make it more scary as well.
2: Yeah, I think that for me, when I watch the gameplay footage and stuff, it, it's – It's key that the part of it that's important, if you're the counselor, is is that you have to work with each other. But when you also think about how the movies go, is that that's never how it goes in the films. There's always that one person who's either out for themselves or who just freaks out so much that they can't function as part of the team and they start screwing things up for everybody. So I appreciate the idea of, yeah, um, we need to get the fuck out of here and you're not on board, so... Uh, see you under the wheels buddy
3: <laughs> yeah and, and and really the rest of the game like we don't force you to work together so you can you can trick people into falling into traps so that jason comes and kills them first while you run off like you you in the game you really only care about yourself at the end of the day if you can escape with everybody fine everybody wins that's it feels good but it doesn't have to go down that way not mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm.
1: so one quick question and I, I had mentioned to a friend of mine who's also getting the game And he wanted me to ask you, is there going to be PlayStation 4 Pro support?
3: That is something that we're investigating right now. Like uh, we're working hard, just trying. I mean, we're preparing to go through cert on uh, both Microsoft's platform on Xbox One and on Sony's PS4. So there's a lot of other cert issues that come along with supporting the Pro. Mm-hmm. So we're weighing things out and trying to figure out what's best. Like there's a lot of options on the table. We might we might go through and then add in support for it later. We might have it there at launch. We're 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 really kind of feeling it out. But we did it is something that we want to do. It is something that excites us. So so. Uh, I'm not I'm not promising anything but we're definitely excited about ourselves
1: I guess that's better than saying oh yeah it's only fucking a will have it and then you don't ever provide it and <laughs> yeah and you definitely into a no man's sky situation and that's bad for everybody involved
3: yeah, we, we, we try to be honest with everybody. We try to be transparent and open. I mean, we've been that way during the whole process, especially ever since the Kickstarter. Um, we share whatever we have. Sometimes we'll be doing playtests and we'll be like, that was awesome. Let's share a screenshot of that or let's try yeah. to do that again and share a video of it. Um, we want people who, especially backers, who helped us achieve this and helped us get our dream going. Um, we want them to see what we're doing and, and ensure that they know that we are working our damnedest to make this the best uh, horror game ever um, and also the game that the franchise has long deserved yeah and that's the thing that's the
2: thing with Kickstarter too is that it, it's already there's been so many great things that come from Kickstarter and so many things that either were never finished or people some people have honestly gotten ripped off so having an open conversation with the people who have backed you um, and trying to be forthright with them as much as possible whether or not it's what they want to hear at least if you're honest, and that's what will keep them coming back to support your next project.
3: Definitely. And, and, and I come from the world of AAA, like video games. Like a lot of the games I used to work on were like really big games for EA and Ubisoft and stuff like that. And in those, I, it was very, very much not transparent. Like if people wouldn't know when the game's coming out, what features were going to make it, what what was going on with the development process. Even nowadays, it's kind of like a like a black box. You really don't know what's happening with your favorite games from day to day, month to month until, you know, they want to push it right before launch.
2: Yeah. And then you get it. And it's 60 bucks. You spend four hours downloading the first patch and it still doesn't work right for another two months.
3: Yeah, yeah we, we totally don't want to be that. Uh, and I kind of left AAA development because of a lot of things that were swollen about. And a lot of practices I didn't think were really consumer friendly, player friendly. So we're trying to change a lot of that, and we're trying to be as open as possible. So people realize that games are indeed hard to make, very hard to make. They take a lot of manpower, a lot of work, a lot of effort. They cost a lot of money to make, too. And, uh, and I figure if we can help kind of spearhead the charge of let's let us let people behind the scenes, let's pull the curtain back, let them see some of the inner workings of game development and then what it takes, that maybe they'll be a little more accepting and less toxic in general. And they'll feel like, hey, a little more open, and maybe they'll be in. in becoming game developers themselves who knows
2: yeah i mean it doesn't matter the size of the company either because when the wii u was was being uh talked about and we were being shown we saw footage for the zelda game that is now coming out for the new system the the nintendo switch uh and they're going to release a version for the wii u at the same time but it's like we're already through a whole life cycle of your gaming system before this game that you advertised before it came out um even hits the stands that if Nintendo can't get a game done in the time frame of what people expect them to, then you just got to be realistic that that's, that's creating something. You can't tell somebody to do something in timeline if you want them to get it done. Right.
3: Right. And, and and Nintendo, I'm sure there's like a thousand people working on that game and it took that long and it's only scaled up over time. And, and we're a little over 25 people. (laughs) working right. on Friday the 13th. So, hopefully people's expectations are set, but we we really don't want to hide behind that either. We want to wow people even though we're such a small team.
2: Yeah, and it's not Duke Nukem Forever, so you're fine.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely not hitting those uh dates. What was that like a 10-year uh launch cycle? It felt like
2: the, it felt like the title of the game.
1: It just, <laughs> And the yeah, the game was fucking garbage too. Um so uh, another question I have for you Are you ever going to say like how, how you kill Jason in the game or is that supposed to be something people <laughs> find out because I saw a Reddit thread of people like going on and on and on and trying all this crazy shit and I yeah. never I just I want to know
3: people were f- trying to figure it out during the whole course of the beta everybody had their theories nobody ended up doing it as far as we can tell um because if they did they would have made a big hubbub about it right yeah. Oh, yeah. so so we're not going to we're not going to give any more secrets or any uh, divulge any ways to do it we want people to find it we kind of like we kind of want this to be when you finally see Jason killed or you kill Jason yourself in a game and with with a group of people we want it to be like a huge gaming milestone in your gaming career right we kind of want it to be like this generation's equivalent to beating Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's oh, yeah. Punch-Out on the NES yeah which was fucking impossible, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just about. Yeah, and and if you
2: watch the movies, I mean, it's different every time for how they defeat Jason at the end, if they defeat Jason at the end, and and that's kind of the point, is it's supposed to be a mystery, it's supposed to be something that you discover on your own, and then once it's done one way, you don't want it to be the same way after that, you don't want everybody else to
3: come in and say, oh, well, now I know how to do this, because that takes away the joy of the game. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's the mystery and surprise moment. When somebody figures out how to do it, Maybe they'll find another way to do it later. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, our lips are sealed, and we just can't wait to watch uh, the videos of people celebrating his death. <laughs> but he always comes back, right? Well, yeah. yeah, he always
1: comes back. If he doesn't come back, you don't have a game anymore. That's
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Go home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Someone, Someone killed Jason. Jason. <laughs> Game's completely useless. Um, that's fucking awesome, though. I'm Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm little, really pumped. You can ask Corey. I've been pumped for a long time.
0: So, so, so did you
1: play in the beta like
3: extensively?
0: Did I? Well, I played with you on Twitch in front of 500 people and got made fun of for not being able to drive the car properly, if you remember. <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh, I, I just wanted to, like, hide under a rock. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I played quite a bit, and it was a lot of fun. It was definitely a lot of fun. I, I had troubles getting into the uh, main server, so I did a lot of private matches. Uh. But yes, I loved it, and I loved Tommy Jarvis coming back as him, and that was a great addition. And I mean, you guys did such a great job. So,
3: thanks. Um, we're tuning in that car, by the way. It's supposed to be like a jalopy, <laughs> like a like a like a mess of a of a car. But uh, we are going to make it a little easier to drive.
0: I got so much hell for that. And I even sacrificed myself for the other player that I almost killed, and I still got hell for it. And I was like, oh my god, I'm never trying to get into a car again.
3: Never. <laughs> yeah, we definitely <laughs> didn't want to make it like, about, like fours the <laughs> levels of control, like where it's super easy to drive. But we, we want to improve upon it, but we still want people to crash occasionally, and we want people to accidentally run over counselors. Like… That's part of the charm, so it's never going to be 100%, le- uh, 100% great to drive, um, but uh, it's going to improve, so you'll do better next time.
0: Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Don't feel that bad. I,
3: I didn't even get to drive it, so. <laughs>
0: <You> never <laughs> I never even it? bothered after that. I was too traumatized. I just, I just said, screw it. When i find gas, I'm like, fuck it. Someone else can have it. I'm not going to grab that. <laughs> 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 I didn't even care.
3: <laughs>
2: All right. If I want to escape the camp, I'm going to tunnel oh dude the first time i
1: played like i just walked out it was insane like it was, it was really easy and then i was like this game can't be that easy and then i like never fucking got out again
3: <laughs> so, well, I, somebody must have triggered the police escape on you
1: uh i th- think that's what it was i'm pretty yeah. sure it's a police escape
0: i uh i i will say um just this last week uh, for Horror Geek Life, I interviewed Tom Matthews, who of course, played Tommy Jarvis in Part 6 and, uh, and so it was released on Friday 13th and he did confirm that he will be getting the game for Xbox and possibly PS4 and he will be playing live with fans and uh, he will let that information be known probably via Facebook to, uh, so that fans can join in and play with Tommy Jarvis himself, which is really cool
3: that's gonna be awesome like i I can't wait to to see him playing himself in the game dressed as himself like like (laughs) it's like so meta (laughs) he
0: didn't play the uh he didn't play the beta either and so we were talking he asked me what i thought and so we talked about that for a while but um yeah he he's pretty excited so
3: well I'm, i'm hopefully i come across him and i can uh i can be jason and take on actual tommy jarvis as tommy jarvis yeah. It's <laughs> he Tommy said he's going to get Inception. some private
0: matches in first to practice.
3: So <laughs> that'd be smart. Yes. Is uh is the single player going to be out at launch? or Are you still unsure? Um. No, we're sure it is not going to be out okay. at launch. We're very okay. sure about that. Uh. Yeah. That we've been uh, targeting uh, summer. Okay.
1: Um, cool. Well, I was just going to say have have uh have dude play single player instead, but private matches. <laughs> Any Is there anything else you, you can and want to cover about the game real quick other oh, than we can move on to the next story? And
3: uh, I just wanted to talk maybe a little more about Knives. and. Of course. and oh, yeah. our, so uh, Knives, we've been uh, looking at other games that do it well. We definitely want it to be a skillful thing during the beta we had a lot of issues with like some of the faster characters being played more heavily so like uh vanessa jones Mm -hmm. is the athletic girl in the game and people would use her and they would haul around the the camp and they would run around circles around the car they would jump in and out of windows and stuff like that so we wanted to give jason some more tools to to handle people who are kind of playing cheesy like that um and trying to, you know, eat up his time because his time is valuable. He has to be out there killing uh, counselors or seven of them running around trying to all escape. Mm-hmm. So if he's taking too long on any one, he's probably going to let a lot of the other ones escape. Two. So we figured uh, throwing knives, it, in the it's, it's, it's canonical. So it's in the movies. and uh, And we just kind of hammered on it until we got it just right like it is amazingly fun to chuck a knife across the river uh, the inlet to the lake and have it hit a counselor like uh 150 yards away <laughs> <laughs> as they're running like when That's you pull awesome. that off it just feels great and you feel like Jason then you warp over or you morph over and grab them by the neck and choke them out uh it's it's how it should be oh like Beautiful.
1: You can have like a, a a reticle for throwing a knife or is it just blind throwing?
3: Um, no, there, there's a little bit of a reticle, but mostly it's blind. Like you, we're not gonna have like an arc that, that draws straight to the counselor or anything like that. That's really cheesy. So you could just always line up a shot. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be some skill involved, but uh, but yeah. So along with the knives, we also uh, kind of kind of with the Friday the Thirteenth song from the Misfits, kind of announcing that there will be other big surprise songs on our soundtrack as well and those will be added to the in-game radio uh, in the game as well
1: if you need uh, if you need more music I I know a guy in a band do you (laughs) that's me (laughs) you never know I'm just saying our music's getting licensed but just
3: saying yeah hit me up
1: no for sure Um, I'll uh, now that now that you follow us on Twitter I can send you a message yeah, you can. I'm sorry about that, by, by the dude, way. Dude, um, you're like here. I'm just some asshole on the internet, so no, you've nothing no, no, to all apologize the same to level. me for it.
3: We, we, all, we all love what we do and love uh, horror, so let's, yeah, yeah do, hit me up any time, man.
1: I love horrors. Um, yeah, no, definitely. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into that
3: later. <laughs> we, we agree there, too.
1: <laughs> it's your beard.
3: I just... Uh.
1: Um, fucking cool, man. Uh, I don't want to skip anything else in this game. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, um, I'm not a Misfits fan, so forgive me on my lack of Misfits knowledge, but does the song Friday the 13th already exist or did they write, just write it?
3: Um, no, it already existed. Uh, okay. I think this past last spring they released a new album and it was on there. So, and we, oh. and so when we got the opportunity to use it, uh, I don't think it got a lot of airplay and I don't think a lot of people knew it dropped. I don't think it got a huge push, but uh, hopefully we can help. You know, with the awareness and and the misfits are definitely uh, on their way back in. <sighs> Fucking Danzig, though. <laughs> well, he came back to the group and they kind of shook hands and.
1: I know. <laughs> it's Danzig. <laughs> <He shook hands. laughs> it's Danzig. It depends if like he's busy cleaning up his motherfucking bricks or not. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I'm sure I can speak for a large number of people, but we're all really pumped for the game. So. Hell yeah! Thank you Thank for you. making it. Thank you for coming on. It was really cool. Thank you for Melissa yeah. for bringing him. But
0: uh, yeah, you're welcome. I, I was like, hey, can you just pop in for a couple minutes? It would be cool since we'll probably mention something about the game. I'd have to imagine, and and so I'm glad that he got to Randy. I'm glad you got to drop in.
3: And yeah, hang I out. clicked the link and, and it looked like I was live. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna be on the show the whole time. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to just <laughs> chat. <laughs> <laughs> I said you could stay the whole time. You could stay a little bit of the time. Whatever, yeah, man. I'm we're... I'm down. You tell me when you want me to leave. I'll eject right now if you want. No, you can <laughs> stick around. We're we're easy here. It's, uh... Awesome. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll kick it. Yeah, hang out, man. Um, sorry, I had so Corey makes fun of me. I like beer, okay, and I always say I have one beer, but I have one that's this big. That's a big ass beer. I know. I don't fuck around. I
0: thought it was a bottle of wine earlier. Okay.
1: <laughs> trying to keep it classy around here. Um. So yeah. I get a little, I get a little out of sorts after one of those. But um, let's do the last news story, and then we'll get into the autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, oh yes. So, so Melissa actually did half of our work on bringing news stories. <laughs> she also brought a guest with a news story. Um, so she's cooler than us. She's
2: so I'm fired, to. is what you're telling me. That's, that's <laughs> fine. I
1: get it. I don't know. That's up to her.
2: I feel I'll like I you. would be okay with that. Please,
1: Corey, you stick around for a while. <laughs> uh the, the new story we got is they have announced the prequel slash sequel uh for before the mask um, has been announced uh, melissa knows far more about this movie i admitted to her i've never yeah. seen the first one i think she hates me now but i'm not sure
0: if you have not seen behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon you have to it just it will change the way that you watch slasher films um it is a it's it has a lot of comedy to it, but it's basically a guy who he. It's like the world of slashers is real, and so he wants to learn how to make a name for himself, just mm-hmm. like um, Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers. And so those guys are real; they just perfected the way to make themselves a legend. So he's trying to to do that. So he has a camera crew following him as he's trying to uh, make, you know, his his perfect night and his final girl and things like that. But um, it's a really great film. But, yeah, so they just announced the much anticipated uh, prequel, sequel that they're going to do. And it's going to be awesome.
1: I suck. This
2: movie sounds so awesome. I can't believe I've (laughs) never seen it.
0: I watched the trailer.
2: And and it looked really good. And it's got Angela Gothals in it, who I mm-hmm. liked when I was a kid when she was on a show called Phenom. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I see her pop up. I'm like, oh, hey, look, oh, I remember you. Um, but it, it does look really good. And it's one of those things that I think that we just were waiting for the right time to get to review it. But it, we've had guests so much. And, and every time we have a guest, time, we let them choose the film we're going to watch. And this one just hasn't popped up. So we don't yeah. have a guest next week.
1: Should we, we do don't. this next week? Uh,
2: sure. Fucking a, chalk it up. Going Am on? I yeah. wrong that we don't have a guest?
1: I oh no, did. two weeks. Sorry, <laughs> two weeks.
2: <laughs> Fuck.
1: Thanks, Corey. That's yeah. why Corey's here. He keeps me on my. Yeah,
0: head. I'm excited to hear what y'all think. Uh, I interviewed Nathan Basil, who played. Leslie Vernon a few months back and, um, he's just an amazing guy. He's a really super nice down to earth guy. And, uh, he's been, he hasn't acted in a few years. He actually owns an acting school now, but uh, he hasn't acted in a few years. So I'm going to be really happy to see him back on screen. it will be fun. And
2: it'll be nice because he is, you know, he's played an iconic role that, you know, he gets to come back to That's kind of awesome too
0: yes absolutely yeah i mean really it's it, the the character is good enough to stand alone with you know or stand along with all of the other slashers and so i definitely recommend it
1: <laughs> so the, when did the the first one come out uh
0: the 2000- first one yeah
1: 2006 okay
0: yeah
3: 14 or 11 years later i almost said 14 years Jesus.
0: Randy, have you seen that
3: yeah oh i've seen it i've definitely seen it i love it um you I, just
0: saw it though, uh, right? It was kind of yeah. Recent. I
3: saw it a few months ago, and everybody for the last three or four years has been telling me to go check it out and watch it. And I'm like thinking, Leslie Vernon—that doesn't sound like a slasher film, right? So I finally sat down. I got some time <laughs> with it, and uh, and I I absolutely enjoy it. I can I cannot I cannot recommend it any more highly. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great movie, and it does do exactly what you say. Um, it makes you rethink uh, kind of how all the serial killers up to date that you've been a fan of kind of operate and what they do mm-hmm. and how they go about things.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I'm excited to watch this now. Thank you, Melissa, for telling yeah. me I had to watch it.
0: You have You're to I'm telling you, too. Like, watch yeah. it. I will yeah, watch
1: I mean, it two yeah, weeks it. from today over coffee Ready. on Give Sunday credit morning. Credit
2: for Melissa, just like, yeah. Hey, no, I said it now. <laughs> <laughs> they both said we, it it's all that matters we get it randy you're, you're cool but
3: <laughs> to
2: it's due. are you guys gonna fight no maybe I, his beard will wipe me out
3: uh, it just smothers you it's okay it's <laughs> just tangled that. in the sexy <laughs> oh
2: that's fucking oh good. man um
1: when? When, 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 when. So it just says, uh, it, this all came about because of uh, a message on Face Space, I believe, but it was uh, about time to dust things off. 2017 seems like a good year. Um, so it sounds like it's coming out in 2017. Now, I don't know if anyone has inside information as to more of a solid release date, but...
0: Uh, I, I No. I mean, like, whenever he talked about it in our interview a few months ago, it was just barely a thing. But they tried to get this thing off the ground, um, it was a couple of years ago, and it just never happened. And so I'm really, really hoping it doesn't get stuck in, like, production hell or anything like that this time around. This really needs to happen, so.
1: Yeah, I'm now I'm really looking forward to watching the first one. So once I watch the first one and love it, like everyone in the chat and you two seem to think... um, (laughs) I'll get pumped for this, but hopefully it happens in 2017, like they're promising. I shouldn't say they promise. They did not promise it. <laughs> they hinted at it. It's like, dude, we're doing the best we can, I, all right?
3: I know how that goes. If it comes in 2018, I'll still watch it. I can't yeah. wait.
1: <laughs> cool, cool. Well, let's go ahead and get into uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Which, yeah. Um, what an interesting movie. <laughs> it was so Still, good but so let different. me
2: start out by saying that my wife watched this probably a week or two ago when it showed up on demand and she watched it three times in a day and a half and just kept saying we need to watch this movie together you need to watch this movie and i'm like okay i'll i'll, I'll, I'll watch the movie we'll get to it and everything she's like no you need to watch this goddamn movie and she had <laughs> even said she called it out she's like i'll, I'll come on your show you know, if the guest chooses the movie, I'll come to your yeah. show. Yeah, and, and Melissa,
1: we had to, to get Aaron's approval to watch this movie with you, just so you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and she wasn't even a, a, a she wasn't even pissed about it. She's just like, okay, as long as it means that you're going to watch the fucking movie with me uh, and talk about it, then yes, you can go ahead and do it with somebody <laughs> else.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody had just been raving about this film, and for some reason, I was like, I don't know it the name didn't appeal to me or something. And so I was just going to kind of blow it off. And then my editor and then one of our, he also writes for us. Um, he reviewed the film and he's like, fucking watch this film. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I did that night and oh my God, I was, I loved it. It was great.
1: It, it, um, it was, it was really different. Like it was a new take on horror. And if you didn't know it was going to be a horror movie, for like what the first half an hour like you could probably play it off as not a horror movie until like shit starts going wrong.
2: Well, I mean it's it starts out really as a locked room mystery. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's that. essentially what it is. It's it's a room where everything happens inside. They can't find any way that people got into the place for things to happen and, and that the people that were inside that were killed We're all trying to get out but didn't make it out so it all had to stem from somewhere inside the house Mm -hmm. but then it progresses into being something deeper and something richer and i think that that's that's a pretty cool place to start if that was their starting point for the story is to say oh you know this is a tv trope locked room mystery what can we do with that that hasn't been done before and i had not seen this done before and i thought that was really sweet
0: Yeah, I I really loved some of the uh, because, you know, like you're saying, like it it is in just one location like that. And sometimes that can be good and sometimes that can not be so great because, um, you know, there's only so much you can do. But I thought they got really creative, like with the bell, that sequence. Oh, my God. I I just I I was terrified and uh, the hallway. And so they they used what they had in a really, really well done way. And you can tell they didn't have a lot of money behind it, but they really stretched it.
2: Oh, the ambiance of the the place where they were working mm-hmm. was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like just the the entire look of it. It was so authentic. I, I, I don't know if it was a real place or not, but it just worked perfectly because it had such rich personality and color. And when they're going through the different rooms it and everything, you just felt the the claustrophobia of it, but also felt like it was something that could really exist um and it was it was just spectacular
0: yeah definitely randy you need to see that's your homework theirs is leslie <laughs> vernon yours is this one <laughs> I'll, I'll check it, it out uh,
3: just like leslie vernon people have been telling me to watch this like everywhere everywhere i go like have you seen it have you seen it asking if i've seen it i'm like no i don't have any time right now i would like to see it but uh now i will make a point of it and now uh, we are going to
2: spoil a lot of it, so I don't want to ruin it for
3: oh, you, he, Oh, but
2: yeah, before you he got here, you he said it was okay. I don't want to...
1: It's okay. To it's okay. I'm, you, not, Andy,
3: I'm, not, I'm not big on, you know... I'll watch a movie even if I know the ending. It's, it's fine.
2: Well, as we were watching it... Uh, Han, what? I don't, Let's
1: just ruin the end right now. Han Solo dies.
2: <laughs> Damn <Yeah>. it! <laughs> but how? <sighs> I fucking remember. That was uh, a year ago. He gets run over by a sled named Rosebud. <laughs> um, oh, shit. <laughs> So it, I can't remember exactly which point it was. Oh, yeah, it was when the, they show the body with the bell. So uh, Emile Hirsch's character, uh, Austin, his girlfriend comes to visit him. Emma, she comes to see him at work. He's a coroner with his dad. Uh, they both work in this place. And she wants to see a dead body. And he shows her a body that has a bell attached to its toe, And she asks why there's a bell. And uh, Brian Cox's character, Tommy, the the father, says because in the old days you had to have a bell there to let the the person know in case the person wasn't dead. Uh, If the corpse turned out to just be in a coma or something and they came back to life, the bell was to help show that they were alive and and get a reaction from you. Um, And I looked over at my wife and she made me pause the movie and I said, "Okay, so here's what I think so far. Because at this point in time, we have seen them finding the uh, Jane Doe body in the bottom of a a home where a bunch of people were killed inside the house. And they said there are signs of them trying to get out. There's no signs of someone trying to get in. Uh, It seemed like they were trying to escape. And her body is half buried in dirt in the basement, but looks completely intact. And then the thing with the bell and I turned over my wife and I said, so she's not going to be dead. Uh, she's, she's actually going to be alive or come back to life. And so it's already telegraphing things. The other point where I looked at her and I realized what exactly was going on is when they started playing, let the sunshine in on the radio, because I knew the lyrics of the song. Cause I watched the Flintstones as a kid and, um, I was like, okay, so this song is about the mom's message to her kids it is about the devil. It's a song about, like, don't let the devil get into you and everything. I said, so she's a demon or something. And then finally, when they point out that all the evidence is showing that she died somewhere in the Northeast, I'm like, okay, now I know where she's from. And I get exactly what's going on. But it was it was like three steps to, to get there. And some of the things were maybe a little telegraphed. But it's done so well that if you aren't analyzing it you get to the feel and the surprise of it but if you are analyzing it like i tend to do you don't feel cheated because it's just done perfectly it it hits the steps right where it needs to to lead you on the journey to figuring things out and then you see them figuring out a route that about the same time and i i just thought that was so well written and and directed and how they did it
0: Yeah, I completely agree, and I I think this director, um, I don't think he made a horror film before this. I think this was his first, and that's pretty surprising because, um, I mean, he he really made this one stand out, and so, I mean, it made my, I think it was like number two on my top ten list for 2016, so I think he did a great job, and I hope he keeps going, for sure.
2: Yeah, the only thing that I've seen... That I, I am aware of existing before uh, of his was Troll Hunter. And yes. I don't know that I've actually yeah. watched Troll Hunter, but it's one of those movies that's been kind of in the the front of my mind of like at some point I'm going to get to watch that. But he's only got like six films, uh, one that isn't even out
0: Troll Hunter was – I actually didn't even realize that he did Troll Hunter. I love Troll Hunter. I, I've seen it probably five or six times, and it is – it's a really great film. So it's a really fun film too. Um, it's a little bit darker than what you know you would think, but um, it, it's a really good one. So that makes me love it even more <laughs> because I didn't really realize he did that. Uh,
3: that's another one I have to check out now then. Yeah, same here.
0: <laughs> we don't have enough time for all these amazing movies so.
1: fuck it i'm quitting my job watching yeah. movies all the time
2: i used to do a segment on one of my other shows called ain't got time to tv about the shows that i would watch the first episode of a series and then the very last episode of the series and try to figure out what happened along the way um <laughs> because it's like i i can't watch all the fucking breaking bad i can't do that um so it's, that's why what are I, watch, you gonna
1: do? I I'm watching regular show and there's like 700 episodes, so I watch it while playing video games because I don't really need to devote my attention to it.
2: But how are you gonna figure out the secret equation at the end of regular show? What? Where you type in all the, the different formulas and then Dokken regroups. What? No I'm kidding. <laughs> oh I was trying <laughs> I was to like, figure out on my mom's a lot I'm of great stuff thinking. with old like 90s and 80s metal so I just figured that if I made a Docking joke, it would land. <laughs> i was
3: it it pretty
1: well if it makes you feel any better i'm going to see asia in march see who asia oh rock, rock. asia Asia and journey
3: that is journey. So, wait, is that the steve perry list journey
1: yeah i haven't seen okay. him with steve perry but the little the little cambodian guy does a decent job i don't know i pay the money they play their hits and they dance like monkeys we're all go
2: home happy <laughs> He does such a great job, by the way, that he's called the little Cambodian guy in this conversation. <laughs> I fuck, I don't even think he's Cambodian.
3: Uh, he's the guy who's not
2: Steve Perry. He's Steve Neri. Like, Neri was a Steve, was he. But now, he still sings
1: Goods. fuck is his name? I'm going to get to the end yeah, of this. Figure it, out, figure it out so he gets
3: his, uh,
1: he gets his dues. Arnell. Oh, he's Filipino.
3: Oh, right. you didn't even get that right. E.
1: No. Yeah, I fucked up I thought hard. that was obvious. His name is Arnell. And he's Filipino. Arnell. Sorry, I know I know he's listening, so I just want to publicly apologize to Arnell uh, for <laughs> calling him Cambodian. I'll see you in Green Bay, big guy.
0: <laughs>
1: um, let's see.
0: <laughs> so, back to the movie for a second. So I have to for ask a second. one thing. Yeah. So, one thing that I, I keep seeing is, um, you know, I see a lot of really great praise for the film, but I keep seeing, and I think that our writer even kind of touched on this a little bit and uh, he and I got into like a huge fight over it and he threatened to quit, but um just kidding. But kind of, but um, it, you know, that the third act was kind of a letdown and I didn't feel like it was a letdown, but that is the, those are the comments I, I see over and over and over again that, you know, the third act just was not that strong. And um, I didn't agree Where does with the third that. Act but... start? So the third act would probably start around uh, when they start figuring out where she's from, okay. So and the connection and Salem and things like that.
2: So I will say that another one of the things that seemed maybe too telegraphed for me was the fate of Emma, uh, Austin's girlfriend. It, it seemed exactly like when he tells her earlier, "Oh, come back here later. We'll get together then." And then all the stuff is going down in the basement. Um, that when they're looking through the mist and seeing what they think is the body of the guy who shot himself walking up and you're hearing the bell ring, I I knew before this even happened that Emma was going to die. Um, and she was going to die by somebody's hands, which felt very similar to the problem I have the movie that had... Um, oh, Karen Gillan in it a couple... Years ago, Oculus. Yeah. With the axe that came down. Uh spoilers for Oculus. Um <laughs> they, if you haven't seen
3: it, it, it by coming
2: Right. <laughs> if you don't see that coming, then you're not watching horror movies enough. Um, it was it was extremely pointed out to you at the beginning, like this is how this is gonna end. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was that was maybe the most disappointing part. And the third act really like once they figure things out it doesn't seem like there's enough that they can do to repair it at that point um at most tommy tries to make a deal to spare austin but then it doesn't spare austin anyways the the jane doe gets everybody that she wants to get and then it moves on to the next town mm-hmm. i don't know what could have been done other than them finding some magic way to fix what happened. Uh, they didn't have any Pete around, I guess. So they didn't have the ways of like putting her back together and putting her back under the, the curse to keep her dead. I I don't really know what other ending would have worked is what I'm saying.
0: I mean, I liked the fact that she kind of won in the end because she's ancient, you know, I mean, kind of, she's been here for so long and, and uh, I like that, you know, okay, it's time to go to a different town and now she's going to, you know, have it there. And I like that. I like the ending of that, that she's just going to continue but and that she wasn't beaten.
1: Do you think they can make another one without it sucking or being the exact same movie in a different town?
0: No, I think it would suck. <laughs> oh, I, I
1: completely agree. <laughs> Because
0: the mystery. <laughs> it would be fun. I mean, it'd be nice to see. I mean, this director. Now that I know that he did Troll Hunter too, I know Tracy's in chat, and I think she's a big fan of the film. I think, but um, I believe so. Yeah, I
1: think she mentioned something earlier.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a really, really well done film, especially for you know the fact that you're dealing with people who are are going after giant trolls, and the trolls are um, are CGI, but it's just done in a really fun way, and so. Knowing that he could pull it off, but probably not.
2: And he it seems would like be a,
0: really good quality. So
2: it would be a prequel or something, anyways. We would get the backstory about the yeah. witch hunts and everything, and and how this girl who wasn't a witch but then got turned into one. Essentially, they they created the evil from it. it. We wouldn't get the the locker room mystery again because there would be no mystery there. Um, but I one of the things that I like is that you feel empathy. For the Jane Doe character, even without ever seeing her alive, hearing a voice or anything, and and for the fact that she's killing, uh, she's committing wanton death upon people, uh, on seemingly at least somewhat innocent people, but you feel an empathy because of what the body itself at least must have gone through to get to this point
0: anyways. And she can feel it. She can feel, right. you know, when they're cutting into her and she can feel when they're pulling out her organs. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I thought whenever, whenever the camera would go back to her laying there on the slab and her mouth is open and her eyes are big and she's just looking at him, I mean, I thought those were just beautiful shots. And I always looked to see if I could see her breathing. I couldn't, <laughs> but, um, but those are just great shots. And she yeah. did that really well. And, and the actress Alwyn
2: Catherine yes. Kelly, who played her, I the the whole time, you're just like, Holy shit, you know, what what a weird role to have be what is probably her breakout <sighs> starring role.
0: And completely naked on a table.
2: <laughs> right. And and getting cut apart and but you still you watch it and you buy into it and you feel a connection to her. I, I yeah, I completely agree. She was that's insane.
0: And yes, it, it was uncomfortable, completely. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite, favorite, not favorite. I mean, that's the only way I can really get scared is if I just get uncomfortable or uneasy. Like when
2: Corey looks at me. <laughs> well, I
3: am thinking about
2: cutting you open with a
3: chestburster thing. So. I'm uncomfortable looking at the shirt looking at me, too. Right. It, we all have our turn-ons. Is it weird uh, that it
1: took me 20 minutes to realize that this wasn't Rip Torn in this movie? does that make me an idiot
2: (laughs) no no absolutely i I can i can see a rip torn uh similarity between him and brian cox i've just i've seen brian cox in so many things at this point that i i i can tell the difference now but probably the first couple of times that i saw him show up and stuff um i might have assumed that it was rip torn
1: yeah see the movie started and all i could think about is mike's fix gibbons son is a nuclear physicist and my son can eat a chicken i right.
0: I've never seen that. Oh, yeah, that's I've, your homework. Oh shit, no! <laughs> don't do
2: it. Don't allow yourself to watch a Tom Green movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> the recommendation of some, you know,
1: uh, Don't listen to Corey; internet. he's old. Yeah, you Freddy got as a masterpiece of. I movies. have so not seen good. Tom
0: Green. Oh my god! It, I, I used to watch the hell out of Road Trip when I was a teenager, but yeah. I haven't seen him, in I don't know how long. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a reason why there wasn't a road trip, too. By the way, I love road
0: trip. I love road trip. <laughs> it's a
2: damn fine movie. <sighs> I gotta watch Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, good news for you, though, uh, I'm assuming, Matt, is that uh, Brian Cox will be in Super Troopers 2. And... Oh, I
1: forgot, yeah, I forgot he's the... Um, he's, the, the he's Captain O'Hagan.
2: Captain,
1: yeah.
0: The oh, I two. love Broken Blizzard. Same love name.
2: Guys who did comedy and then managed to pull off a pretty cool horror movie in the midst of uh still trying to figure out how to follow up off of a giant comedy hit. And still we funny what doing. Dread. It. Club dread.
0: I love Beer Fest is my favorite Brooklyn Lizard, but Club Dread comes oh, in at too. like yeah. a close second. So many yeah. good
1: movies. I've been watching a lot of Pauly Shore movies lately.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Why? What? Yeah. Exactly why. No.
1: Like, sweet, sweet
3: nostalgia?
0: <laughs> Is uh, it, okay. though? <laughs> uh,
3: like, what, what, like, what ones have you seen just Man. most recently? Encino Man. Most, like, how, how
1: recent? Like, we talking a month? Because I've watched what? Encino Man, In the Army Now, Jury Duty, uh, Biodome, and Son in Law.
2: Yeah, and the last month, my wife maybe watched Son in Law. I'm like, God damn it. Carla Giugino is so great but why why do I have to watch this goddamn movie why does every movie have to wind up with everybody talking like him it's just <laughs> oh here's the here's the joke where the grandfather starts saying fresh nugs and shit god damn it <laughs> Weeze
3: the juice yeah, so the funniest a...
2: thing in Jury Duty is when the dog is watching Jeopardy. It's like, yeah. Oh, shit,
3: yeah.
1: Jury Duty is the least good of all those movies. I'm not saying Polly Shore movies are really great, but they're great. Uh, Jury Duty is the least great.
2: <clears throat> I'm not saying want... Bamboo Shoots Up My Urethra are great, but they're equivalent of a Pauly Shore movie at its finest. Sometimes you want to jam uh, shit in your pee hole.
3: I would love to write a poly Shore movie.
2: He's uh, um, so isn't there already one that said that he died because that would be the one that I would write? <laughs> <laughs> he still
1: does stand up and he he was in I live in Appleton, he was in Appleton. He goes, he does Milwaukee, Appleton, and then goes out to the Twin Cities. And He just kind of talks about uh, he has this really funny joke where he talks about how he's gonna sue MTV for giving him cauliflower <laughs> dick from all the chicks that he was slamming when he was popular. Oh oh. That's like the basis of like how I used to be really cool. Yeah great material oh,
3: I thought that's it was great
1: <laughs> an hour of him talking about how he used to be somebody that's pretty I, funny
2: i, oh, I want yeah. Polly shore to be the third piece of a human centipede that also has screech in it so i mean that's the oh, level I knew of, we were
0: about to talk about screech i knew it
3: screeches yeah
0: screech, you know, tom it green mind. and Polly shore what a perfect match oh my
3: god that's that's a that's a comedy trifecta
0: You know, just the other day, too, I was having a conversation on Facebook with, like, four different people about Screech's uh, sex tape. And I can't remember how that conversation even started now. But uh...
2: I assume it was a truth or dare where people wound up killing themselves. Oh, God.
1: Screech doesn't like when you remind him he was Screech. I've heard that.
2: Screech wants anybody to just remember that he exists at all.
0: But you know that whenever he, you know, hey, did you know how Screech? I mean, you know he uses that. I don't
2: know. He didn't stab someone.
3: Yeah, he Dustin did. Diamond. Dustin Diamond did it, not Screech. But was it like a... It wasn't like a
0: major thing, though, right? It was kind of like a, a pussy staff.
2: Oh, <laughs> and, and like, besides, I think he's still in and prison. Randy, Randy, to your point, you know, <laughs> it was Dustin Diamond, but there was like the Screech Gollum standing there telling him what to do. <laughs> Zoinks!
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, On a shoulder, he's just magic.
3: Just stab him. <laughs> Do it with gusto.
2: Do it, or I'm going to sing "Home, Home" at my school over and over again while you to- wait, wait,
3: wait, in chat, somebody said the Dirty Sanchez with Dustin Diamond and the same thing. Did I miss something?
0: He he did well because he did that in his sex tape. He did the Dirty Sanchez, and he bragged about it. He thought it was amazing, so that's probably what they're talking about. Okay, I'm not caught up on.
3: You know what? I missed that. Is that homework? The Dustin no. Diamond sex tape? No, no. <laughs> Where would I find that? Just Google. I'm kidding. Don't kidding. Want I, don't want, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm, I'm sure I'll don't. find it. Um, <laughs> I don't Post
1: it I in I the chat, in know. the
3: show notes. <laughs> I feel really bad about this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How did no, how I, did I, we I, get it. to Screech? I just I don't, I don't know. We need to rethink our lives. This is
0: my fault. This oh, is why you don't no. have me on shows, people. Don't No,
1: never be sorry.
0: I'm no good live. I just say shit. Oh,
1: shit. Screech loves oxycodone.
0: <laughs> what he does? Yeah, um, he had an issue with that. Oh, I thought that was. No, like he a still does. Up,
1: like it was scotching. just over a year oh. ago, January tenth, twenty sixteen. He was jailed for sixty days. I didn't for that Oxy was total. still like a cool thing Is he smuggling it now in his rectum? Probably He's making jailhouse <laughs> wine, putting Kool Aid in his butt.
2: Be, it doesn't have to be a cool thing to do. It's screech. <laughs> yes,
3: that's true. <laughs> Oh my god, he's gonna kill us all. He's gonna be uh, uh um, gonna kill gonna him him
1: us. He lives closest to me, so I guess I'm the, first. If, if I die, then you can just run like hell.
2: I'm not headed to the current drugs. I use Zach Morris's <laughs> cell phone from the eighties. Oh, <laughs> That's oddly on point.
1: Is that <laughs> Corey, was that was that free?
2: <laughs> Maybe it was free.
1: I'm still <sighs> trying to find out if he's still in jail or not. The internet's not helping me out here. <laughs>
3: Oh. yeah that's just that should make you more scared the internet doesn't know he could be right behind you just a jail of his own obscurity.
1: good thing there's a camera looking at me so i just have to look at my computer screen instead of turning around <laughs> admitting to the world that i'm Stop worried right that there, Dustin, Dustin diamonds behind me
3: that's not chocolate <laughs> on your finger oh no
0: I did watch like the Voorhees. Dr. Phil. I watched the Dr. Phil episode and they had the girl who was in the sex tape. She he she went on Dr. Phil and talked about how it basically ruined her life and uh, she didn't think it was going to at the time and and so it was oh man I felt so bad for her. Are you so
2: sure that it wasn't just a repeat of Elizabeth Berkeley after Showgirls cuz I feel like <laughs> that's the same conversation to be had. The
1: movie was not good.
2: I did this crazy sex tape where I had bang out sex with Dale Cooper in a pool and just look like I was flopping around like a fish out of water. Um,
3: now I have no career. Great. Thanks, Paul Verhonet.
1: <laughs> <sighs> now, so, the chat is talking about Dustin Diamond sneaking up behind me, so thanks, guys. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I'm worried about Screech sneaking into my bedroom.
0: Yeah, I see Dustin Diamond's penis in chat and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> What did we do? What, uh, what about horror? What did we do? I guess this awry. is horror. We
3: Dustin Diamond's so penis far.
1: is horror. So little. It is. And you were worried about us having a fun conversation
2: here. Can we oh, Can God. we have the sequel to this movie be the autopsy of Dustin Diamond?
1: Can we just try to
2: open it up to see if he ever had a soul?
0: Oh, man.
1: Uh, I'd pay to see that.
0: <laughs> and
1: it,
2: but not much. I don't know. I'm,
1: Without
0: much.
2: it <laughs> can be the principal from saved by the bell during the autopsy Wait, um, didn't,
3: didn't he also get arrested for doing some child stuff
2: oh god i hope no not. no
1: no,
0: no, no. Uh, no not him
2: uh, he, he um uh,
1: there, there's a minor league baseball team here and one year for teacher night they paid him to come and like meet people and he looks I, like I a bloated alien now.
0: I've heard right. stories of people. I won't repeat them because it's rude, but I did. I have heard stories from people that when they're at cons with him, uh, what, what he does and how he acts. And it's sad. I loved him back in the day. I got,
1: <laughs> yeah, I got super drunk and asked him to say Zach Morris to my office now, and I wasn't even done with the sense and he just started yelling the line at me. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Find a uh, so, where in the movie are we even right now?
0: Uh, okay. uh, we're already talking about the sequel. Okay,
1: um, we're making the sequel. Time, okay. We, so we <laughs> yeah, we come so up with we're really. We're talking
0: about the second act, and if it was a letdown, then. And...
1: Oh well, we have we have really awesome movie sequel ideas here. We're working on Gremlins Three: Gremlins in Nazi Germany and Outer Space. Excellent. Yeah, which Excellent. may become Gremlins Four when Gremlins Three actually becomes a thing. So, just saying. So, we can have The Autopsy of Dust and Diamond, the sequel <laughs> to The Autopsy of
3: Jane Doe. There'll be another one we'll work on.
0: And, I mean, and Randy Elgin. can make the game.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an interactive experience I want to do.
0: I
1: don't know, man. You ever played Surgeon Simulator? You could just have a Dust and Diamond corpse that you can do surgery on. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just printing money for you at this point.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's probably three or four people who would play that i pretty
2: we're sure Zach Gallagher is in here just thanking himself. Like, he's, he's just thanking the Lord that we're talking about Screech before we get to a movie starring him again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow.
0: I hope he never hears this.
3: If we say his name two more times, he's going to come here. <laughs> he's, he's,
0: we're going to Candyman him. <laughs> Be Don't
3: careful, do it, guys. guys. Don't do Be it. careful, everybody. Uh, one, one
1: One thing I did really like about this movie is when they cut her skin <laughs> off and they folded it back and... Mm-hmm. All the shit was in it. Although I really wanted, I'm a man who likes answers, because I'm a man. Um, I wanted to know how all the writing got on there.
2: Like, was so it the, you want answers but not directions?
1: Yeah, I'll drive around in circles, but it just give me an answer.
0: Yeah, I just I thought just to want to know how it all got there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was she cursed, or just because she was a witch, or how did she become a witch? And and that's I know a lot of the the mysticism and shit behind movies is you just you're not supposed to know, but.
2: Was the skin attached post mortem? Was it someone else's skin or something else? At the and front? that's at
1: first what I thought. I was like, "How did someone like kill her? Cut her skin off? Put all the shit and and then put the skin back on?" But then
0: I think it. I think it was more of like the like like the mystical. I I, I don't think it actually like someone actually did it. I did. I not think that anyway. I mean, I'm at I, I,
1: but I, I agree with I you. I don't think that yeah. someone did it, but it was. <sighs> I don't figure things out beforehand just because I usually don't put the thought into it. But, uh, that was before you kind of got all the witch stuff was becoming more clear. And I just (laughs) thought that it was just a body that they found.
2: I mean, it looked like the same runic type symbols that were on the ward that they put inside her mouth to keep her uh, from coming back. Yeah. Uh, when they basically cursed her to death after torturing her and everything else. So did they tattoo it on her and it just sank beneath the skin because she, Essentially, from the outside, she looks completely healed up and normal, except for when you start opening her up and you start seeing that her eyes are gray and her tongue is gone or tooth is missing. But everything exterior looked clean and pristine. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the, the process. So maybe she's healed up on the outside and the inside is all what's poisoned and damaged. And so maybe they had done something to her and they put runes all over her and they just kind of like bled into the inside but didn't appear on the outside. But then how did it wind up underneath your brain?
1: Uh, See? Magic. Answers.
3: (laughs) Magic. Magic. Dustin Diamond did it. Shit.
1: (laughs) What if Dustin Diamond's really a witch from like the, the olden days? He's the last surviving Salem witch.
0: I mean, I think this needs to be like a fan fiction story. I think that's where we start with this. It's we the just right see now. where it goes.
1: We need, to, we need to go on like an ayahuasca trip and then write this. Because I feel like that's the only way it's going to get done.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: <laughs> like somebody <laughs> think that that's not a dumb idea. I'm not serious. I'm, I'm never going to do ayahuasca. I just, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I like, you know, I didn't even think about the fact that she has all these things. Like the tooth and her, you know, down in her and things like that. Because people were trying to – and I didn't even think about the fact that like they were removing it. And then as they remove it, she starts coming to life and things start happening. And I, I really didn't even think about that part of it.
2: Yeah. The other the other parts of it that weren't explained – and I'm, I'm not arguing with whether or not I think they should have been explained. There were things that just – I think they added a, a flavor. They added extra bits of mystery that – didn't matter as much as getting the story itself told and just made the story have more more rich depth to it but the uh, the cat uh, which was a hard part to watch uh, for me as I had my cats on my lap at the time um, they find the cat that they realize is missing in the morning that um, is in the in the vents and it's all, screwed up and messed up. But I kind of felt like maybe the cat had already been dead, and the reason that they're just hearing it now is because of her proximity is like the bodies bringing it back to life. And then they went and they they finished killing it uh, and and put it in the cremator. But we saw that when they the cremation thing started leaking out smoke later on, it had ghosts that had been cremated it kind of appear and start attacking them.
0: You're making me want to go back and watch all of this. <laughs> I I think I I watched, I, I don't think I, I thought too far into some things here and I'm thinking I need to go back and watch.
2: I mean, when they found the cat is when I realized that she wasn't going to be the only one that was coming back. Right. I, I really thought, yeah, so we're going to see, a, I think by that much time we might've already seen the, uh, one of the doors open to one of the, the crypts essentially. But that was like the moment of like, maybe the cat wasn't already dead. And I started getting church flashbacks from pet cemetery. Um, Which I guess maybe this was a little bit too, but just, yeah, I, there were, there were things again that they didn't need to be explained, but if you want to follow them down that rabbit hole, they are a curiosity.
0: Interesting. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch that, which means I have to rent it again,
1: but that's okay. I think it was – I thought I saw it was free on Amazon.
0: Is it? I paid for it.
1: Oh, man. It's free? I'm I'm definitely going to watch it. Don't quote me. I
0: paid like 7 bucks for like a 24-hour rental.
1: Oh, it's music. Never mind.
3: Oh, Oh, it's just the music. Never
0: mind.
3: Just the music. What the
2: fuck? And it's just like an album of Let the Sun Shine In over and over and over again. Probably. Okay, so that's the part that I wanted to get to. Um, so I'm seeing a trend, and, and it goes back to the first Jeepers Creepers, uh, at least as far as I can recall. There was also in the first Insidious where they kept playing uh, Tiptoe Through the Tulips, where they're taking these seemingly innocent benign songs and they're making them a part of the the story and they're they're upping the creepiness factor with them uh and, and this one it was the let the sunshine in which i thought okay is this like an old standard that could have been around in the time of salem and no it was written in 1959 or something uh and was a a very religiously themed song Uh, And part of the thing that surprised people when they used it on the Flintstones, when they had in the last season, they had Pebbles and Bam Bam sing it for their band. Um, They didn't tune down the religious aspect. They just changed it from being a little girl should know to little kids should know. But it was such a strange thing that it would play the song to kind of introduce the idea that there's witchcraft happening. And it was it's it's for the audience. I mean, uh-huh. it's not really, it doesn't apply to the witch. Why would the witch be like, I'm going to tune the radio and play songs that tell you, hey, I'm a witch. Uh, <laughs> if anything, it should say, hey, stop cutting my brain open. I assume that's a Reaping Asmodeus song. And it might be,
1: or a cannibal corpse.
2: Yeah, fully. Uh, not Danzig, because he doesn't care about other people's feelings. Just uh, so <laughs> right. So, I just thought that was a weird thing, but it seems to be a trend now.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, you know, with insidious um I mean I can't hear that song now without thinking about certain parts of, of that movie. Um the, the,
2: the song. Kind of creepy. But
0: yeah, I love that. I, I I liked how the music kind of brought that in, especially when it's really cheery, happy music and what you're seeing on screen is complete contrast to the music. I think it's really refreshing.
2: I mean it's I like it's that. It's a light song, it's a cheery song, but it gets a creepiness because of the context. Yeah. Whereas you can do something like, uh, there's the the cover of K Sera, Sera by Pink Martini. I think that sounds very tonally downshifted and makes it sound dark and sinister, uh, where the original one doesn't. But that's, audibly, you hear that and you go, okay, someone creeped this up. This was—they were not changing the the way the song sounded. They were just putting in the situation that now you're always going to have it if you ever hear that song again and you listen to Frente do a cover. You're like Frente, fuck you! You gotta (laughs) cut that shit out. Uh, I don't want you conjuring witches or a screech in the background.
0: (laughs) I mean, I you know I hadn't even really thought about that—that there was like a trend. But yeah, absolutely.
1: So if I go uh, stand in my bathroom with the lights off, spin around three times, and say zoinks, 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 is what's going to show up? I don't want to keep saying his because <laughs> I don't want him to show up. Don't, don't it? say
3: it. We, one more time. So yeah, all
1: we're, takes. We're, we're, we're flirting, with, flirting with a bad time here. he show up oxied out of his fucking brain start stabbing people.
3: <laughs> and not with a knife? No. No. You're in Wisconsin. He's probably already there.
1: Fuck. I think he still lives here. We're about to find out. <laughs> oh man! <Yeah. laughs> are you... we
0: actually talking about how we're stalking Dustin oh, Diamond here? No, on the... no, no!
1: You said it.
2: No, on the chat. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about stalking <laughs> Dustin Diamond. Are Don't you... be surprised because Matt has stalked Scott Stapp before. <laughs> okay.
0: <What? laughs> of all the people you can stalk, these are the guys that you choose to go after.
2: <laughs> I was
1: down in Kansas visiting a friend of mine.
3: That's how every story starts.
1: Uh, we were. I was, I was super drunk. He lives in Lawrence, which is where K-State is, if you're into sports. And uh, there's, a, there's a venue called the Granada Theater. Scott Staff was playing the Granada Theater a couple days later, so we thought it would all be really funny to tweet at him about how much we hate child support because I think he did some jail time for not paying child support. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, How'd that go over? He, he
1: never responded. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Still trying to get Creed's Human Clay on vinyl, too.
2: Yeah, he's the asshole for not responding when you're making <laughs> fun of him for not paying child I, support. I wasn't making
1: fun of him. I was agreeing with him. Child support's fucking stupid. Uh, I don't I have bet, kids, nor do I, I pay child support. That's but, how I came across. Oh, no, I was totally making fun of him. Fuck. This <laughs> cut <Scott Stank. laughs>
2: So I, I, I do want to say that if if a sequel or if something else came out of this movie where they wanted to continue it in some way, I think instead of doing it being about uh, the the Jane Doe witch character is go with a different direction and follow the sheriff, who at least has the sense to say, "Okay, this body has now been at the center of two horrendous multiple killing
1: well, scenes." Two, two that we know of. Cause... Get into to
2: the next fucking town. Get it as far away from here as possible. So I'd like to see more of Sheriff Sheldon. I'd like to see him lead a a series. Of like, bad shit happens in my town, kind of thing.
1: Well, they could do. I guess they could do a prequel, um, like an origin story, essentially. So go back to how she was formed or how this whole thing started. You could do that.
2: Yeah, that worked so well for Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
0: I did like the sheriff though, and I did like that he was very like, like you were saying, like you know. Get her out of my county, kind of thing. Um, I did like him a lot, and I wanted to see more of him. But of course, with the setting, we couldn't really do that. But
2: yeah, I think a series following him and Lieutenant Wade around, and she's more of the skeptic, and he's becoming more of the person attuned to the the paranormal things and stuff that would like be like an X Files, a modern X Files. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, we have a modern X Files because it was rebooted, but this yeah. would be. We'll, we'll have to X-Files, Stranger Things. It could be fun. Yeah, I did like his character, though.
1: I don't, I don't know what else there is. If I feel like a lot, but not a lot, even happened in this movie, because it takes place in one place. So it kind of felt like it went pretty quick.
2: A lot of it is down to atmosphere. Uh, a lot of it is played out as you' you're seeing an actual autopsy happen, which itself is if, if if you're a horror fan, probably and even if you're not, even if you're just coming at it from a scientific viewpoint, uh, it, it's fascinating to see how they go through that and to see the the kind of like uh, Tommy leading Austin through things and having him, think through the answers to why things are the way they are and, and Tommy's like it's not up to us to solve the crime it's up to us to find the answers to these specific questions and then someone else solves the crime with the data that we give them but him suddenly becoming more obsessed with this as it happens because he realizes that it's far deeper than it, it can't be explained without questioning the science behind it
1: right not everyone loves the answers apparently
0: I'm okay with it. Sometimes I know some movies get so bashed, you know, for not for not giving us all the answers. And like it follows, oh my gosh, I still see shit about that Mm. uh, with people hating on it because of how it ended Um, and it wasn't really clearly defined. But sometimes I'm okay with that. It just depends on the film. And here I was okay with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think when Matt and I reviewed it follows uh, pretty early on in the podcast. We both really liked it, but we did say we would like to have more answers, but it didn't affect our enjoyment of the film. And I think in this case, it's the same thing. It's, we got more answers than probably we expected, uh, but it's the questions left, I don't think damaged the enjoyment. It's just, it'd be cool to find out what more there is to it, but do I want another film for that or do I just want to see what else he can come up with?
0: Right. Have y'all heard about news of a sequel? I haven't heard anything about that one. I know people want it. I see him Googling. He's yeah. He's doing <laughs> that thing.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's getting really good reviews, but my wife was pissed that it wasn't a theatrical release. And she's like, that needs to be released in theaters. It's such a great movie. And and I don't know if people would have paid to go see it, no matter how good a reviews it got. But giving people the opportunity to see it on demand uh, has worked because everybody's talking about it.
0: Yeah, you know, and with horror, I mean, we, you know, we kind of get – they don't really want to back these kind of movies all the time. And, of course, you know, theatrical releases are so expensive and so – They usually do like that, like PET. I mean, I've heard, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard that PET is such an, I think everyone in chat has already seen it and reviewed it, but I've heard it's really amazing and it made like no money in theaters whatsoever. And it has phenomenal reviews. So it's just not really a genre that they back unless it's more of a studio. It Follows did have theatrical and that was kind of surprising and, and it did fairly well, but um
2: yeah, but it's sort yeah. of based off of the fact that it's so low budget that all it has to do is make $10 million and it right. looks like a huge success, right. uh, which it it did easily. But that's the thing. You never know what's going to catch, and it's got to yeah. be the right time. And at this point in time, if we had seen this come out, it would be going up against Star Wars and nice. and other films that are gigantic that everybody's going to see multiple times, and it would probably get lost in the shuffle
0: uh alamo draft house this last weekend they did have a showing of it i didn't get to go but they did have a showing of autopsy Hmm. i wish i could have seen it that would have been really fun
2: and that would be an experience that would be something it would be enjoyable to see it not to just go to your local theater but go to something like that where it's the crowd is all there because they're into it because they're they're interested in having the experience of it
0: yeah exactly if we had the late night show, what's that don't breathe. That did really yeah. great in theater.
2: Exactly, but again, you know, low low budget film that I mean advertised really well mm-hmm. to to do what it needed to do to make money. And comparatively, you know, every movie that comes out right now is multiple millions of dollars, uh, hundreds of millions, if if not more, to to get made. And then when they fall apart, they fall apart crazy bad. Uh, so when you have a, a film like this, which you can take a chance on and it succeeds, like what was it? The Lady in White was a few years ago with Daniel Radcliffe or was it Lady in Black? Black. Yeah. The Lady in Black. Yeah. Lady in White was the Lucas Haas one from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. But but that movie came out and was successful enough, probably because of Daniel Radcliffe being a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have to do a lot to be enough of success to then get a sequel and then the sequel, unfortunately, Didn't do very well, but that that's what happens. You never know when you're going to get an insidious or a conjuring or a paranormal activity uh, where it's a small film. That that hits just the right note with the audience to make them go, oh, shit, you know, everybody needs to go see this now and and it takes off. And I feel like this movie might have been the one where that happened, but it's a hard chance to take.
3: Yeah, it's definitely expensive to to put something out. Uh, I, like, not every game gets a big wide release. You know, some people, some games just go up on Steam. So I, I assume it's uh, kind of the same thing with movies. You know, you pick and choose. You have to believe in it. There has to be like some known quantity behind it, some uh, existing buzz. Otherwise, uh, don't put much money into it.
2: Yeah, and the the two lead actors, Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox. Both great actors. Both have been in a lot of very, very good stuff, even popular stuff, but not names that are going to draw people to the theater.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And like you said, like, I mean, they're such great actors, and I was really excited to see both of them because I love them. But for a lot of people, yeah, I don't – those aren't names that would get people there. But again, I mean, with It Follows, there was really – you know, no names like that either. And it just took off. And so y- you're right. You never know what's going to go. I mean, yeah, such a crapshoot, who knows? So well, I
2: think with it follows the one difference that I could see is that it was very easy to show people in the commercials, things that are like going to make you jump and things are going to freak you out and pull you in and like, Oh, I need to see this because this looks interesting. It's like this dead thing is following her around everywhere and you can get the premise of that. Part of the, the charm of this movie is to not know anything about it going in.
0: And sorry, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything now. Yeah, you're going to watch it and be like, she's a fucking witch. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you'll still like it. You'll still be able to enjoy it, even well, knowing. I'm but... sure.
3: I'm sure. I, 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 can, I can just forget momentarily that I know every plot fucking point. <laughs>
0: yeah. I will admit, after I saw this movie, as the owner of a horror site, I'm saying this, um, I had to turn on the lights whenever I went to the bathroom. And I turned on, like, two hall lights leading me there. I had to leave them on. I, it got me. It really did get me. And I was really excited about that, though, that it made me do that. It's pretty rare that, that films do that for me.
1: See, that's why yeah, I got watch the... them at, like, 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got those
2: fluorescent lights that that flicker off and on in the garage. You think I went out there after this was
0: done? No. Oh my gosh! No. I hate those lights anyway. Yeah, I I had to pull back the shirt. You know, I had to do all these cliches that I hate, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I'm whatever. Okay, I have to check. <laughs> but,
2: but that's great. That is such a great statement because you are someone who watches a lot of horror movies. You know the ins and outs of these things. Mm-hmm. The fact that something like this can still creep you out is an yes. amazing accomplishment for a movie
0: you know the last movie to do this and i mean this is even a pg film but the last movie to do that for me was insidious the first insidious that movie really fucking got me it really got me and i had to turn on the lights i remember after and it kind of reminded me of that feeling again it's just so fun to be scared by films like that so
1: yeah is there uh anything else about the movie you want to talk about or otherwise we can go ahead and we rate it
3: i'm good cool. on the fap scale the fap scale yeah you like that in case
1: in case you weren't 100 percent convinced that i'm a 10 year old child i have named our rating scale after the internet and the internet word for jerking off oh my god <laughs> yep
0: yep 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 i mean randy and i just kind of I mean, we really took you all show down a few notches here. <laughs> no,
2: no,
3: no. Oh, no. I feel like this you brought
1: us up.
0: You got here.
3: <laughs> I mean, I read ahead, and I'm like, the FAPs, the FAP scale, wow, I've never heard of this one. <laughs> and then I, and it clicked. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. So I just we, want to see the icons you have for it. Uh, icons. Don't,
2: <laughs> let him, don't let him do icons.
3: <laughs> no,
2: don't.
1: <laughs> I, got, I got nothing <laughs> I why is my good. face
0: red yeah. <laughs> so you have to go all in there, right?
1: <laughs> that's true <clears throat> all right so the fab scale is a three a three-tier system uh we do it on the feature of the movie the attention and the panic of the movie zero to five uh we'll go one by one uh around um randy since you're
3: yeah i'll abstain
1: Okay, fine,
3: from the fap themes
1: just mute your mic Fap <laughs> fap till your heart stops uh, Melissa, zero to five, the feature, which is the story, uh, how was it? was it original? was it interesting? How was the acting what what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought that the I thought that the story was original, um, I thought that the acting was great, and I thought the atmosphere was. I mean, honestly, I didn't review the film for my site, but if I would have, I mean, it would have been, we do it out of five stars, not VAPS, but five stars, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it would have gotten Is this a universal person. system? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm changing it tomorrow, though, with icons. What, what Kurt is seeing? on, uh, Kurt's on my chat here, uh, is on our chat, and so he's taking notes, I know. But um, yeah, I would have given a near perfect score, so 4.55, okay. definitely.
1: So Randy, when we started doing this podcast, our original scale was uh, one, zero to five dead hookers. <laughs> and Corey Corey made me be a little more our adult scale. about it. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> so what's what's the good end of that? Is like, uh, is it zero dead hookers or five dead hookers? Five dead hookers is good. Okay, I
2: mean in all things, it's one dead hooker. It's just how many parts you find it in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> By the way, as far as stars, I mean, Matt faps until he sees stars, but it's probably because he's strangling himself f- at the same I time. I
1: fap until dust comes out. <laughs>
2: oh my god! <laughs> he just he just does it in a corner and sings "I Need You Tonight" and you know, Michael is in.
3: Um,
2: yeah, uh, I I'm I'm in full agreement. This story, I think, was really good. Uh, the acting was was perfect. The the fact that I was so enraptured with watching someone play a corpse for an hour and a half. Yes. I do a really good job of it. Um, I'm also going to go 4.5. The, the, the half point, it's so nitpicky to say that there's just the, the couple of things that I felt were were kind of put in there just to let the audience figure things out at the same pace as the, the people were finding out on the screen. And I, I maybe felt a little bit like I was being led too much. But otherwise, it was it was just a genius film.
1: Sweet. Uh, I give it a four. I, I thought it was great. I guess I didn't I didn't, I didn't... I didn't go tits up like these two did. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> hey, I,
2: I'm happy if my tits
1: actually tits face up. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next to the, <laughs> the tension of the movie, Uh is, How likely are you to rewatch this movie? Are you going to go buy it? You just watch it? You recommend it? Uh,
0: I am going to buy it. Actually, I am pretty excited about that, and I definitely have to rewatch it because I was given a few things to think about here on the show, and so I am going to rewatch it. I've wanted to already. I just didn't want to pay the seven dollars again for twenty (laughs) four hour rental.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Lucky for you and anyone else listening, if you do want to buy it, we have an Amazon pass through link that gives us a little bit of money. It helps us. You get the movie. See what's over there.
0: Is it out to actually buy yet, or is it still just for rent? I think it might just be for rent, guys.
1: Don't soon. Yeah, that I'll was the thing I'll go.
0: I'll rent it. It's worth the, the, the rental for sure. I just didn't want to re rent it.
1: Oh no, it's totally for the rental. I lied to you. I'm sorry. Typical
2: man lying to
1: people. I mean,
0: when you rent it, <laughs> it, it still
2: helps us out too, and it doesn't yes, change the price true. for you. Um, but. it's it's definitely worth it. Yeah, my wife. I like I said, she had watched it three times in a matter. Of a day and a half, which must have been the amount of time that they let you watch it on demand on Comcast. I was surprised when I went to go watch it last night. I'm like, what, you don't, you didn't buy this one? You you just rented it? And she's like, yeah, I don't think they gave me the option to buy it. Uh, but this will definitely be something that we'll own. Yeah. Uh, it it will be rewatched like a, three times by her. I'm totally down for watching it again. Um, except I'll have my hands over my face during the, the kitty scene. So, uh, <laughs> uh, rewatchability four. Uh, did you give it a number, Melissa? Did I miss it?
0: I didn't. I'll go the same.
1: Okay. Uh, yes. I, yeah, I'd stick with you guys. I give it a four. Um, shit. I just lost all of Corey's numbers. Good thing it wasn't that difficult. <laughs> uh, last, the P and R FAP, uh, the panic. Um, how were the effects? Were you surprised at all? Did keep you on the edge of your seat? Was this scary at all to you?
0: Um, yes. I mean, I had to turn the lights on, so it got me. (laughs) I thought about it all night. Damn. So it definitely got me. Um, I would give it like a five for, for scares. I mean, no doubt.
2: What was the scariest part for you? What is the thing you think that set you off?
0: Um, I think the part that really got me the most was the bell part and I knew it was going to happen when they talked about it, but still when it happened, I, it just, um, I, I, I don't know. it still just got me. It it was just very, very tense.
2: It's classic. It's one of those things that it doesn't take much at all to, to instill fear if it's done well. And, and that part was done really well. I mean, it's something that could easily have existed in one of the old, uh, hammer horror films with vincent price or whatever it it could have been any of those old like telltale or heart type things and and they just utilized it perfectly in this
0: yes i totally agree it was simple but so effective
2: Corey, that means you're up
0: i would probably give it
2: a four for the scariness but i'm gonna up it to a 4.5 because of how they utilize things and especially of how well uh, they, they utilized the body itself and every time they closed in the body. It just, it, I, I am surprised at how, how good they did that.
1: Uh, uh-huh. uh, I'm going lower. I'm going to a three. I thought it was good. It made me a little uncomfortable, but I it, it didn't like keep me up at night. I didn't have to turn lights on. I was not sleeping with my favorite blankie. Um, said three little shit sipping dogs. Um, but I also watched it at like 9 in the morning, so I didn't watch it at night. Maybe it's scarier at night. It's still a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It's just it's.
2: It you can sound. say your favorite blankie is Polly Shore. We understand. His hair. <laughs> Polly Shore's shaved just, hair after. Uh, in there, you know? Cover you and nuzzle your face into his <laughs> ear and say, you smell like Billy Baldwin. <laughs> oh, wait, it was Steven. Never mind. <laughs> was it, oh, it was Stephen What's Baldwin. the
3: difference in smell? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, one has uh, somewhat of a career. One smells
1: like failure. Oh. <laughs> That's it? All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805 328 3966. You can email us at, pot at gncast.com You can leave us a message on our website. Uh, I know we have a bunch of new people in the chat, which, A, thank you for hanging out. It was really fucking cool to have this much going on. Um, hopefully we'll get a lot more listeners. So tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. Maybe you don't like the amount of times that I mention a dick. If that's the case, maybe this podcast is not for you.
2: The amount of times I've seen dick in the chat room says that this is not the crowd that's going to get on you. No, this
1: I, <laughs> we, this is like the perfect crowd for us. They love Dustin Diamond and penis jokes. <laughs> um, and there
0: we go. Fucking we bring the quality. Right behind me.
1: That's what makes it fun. Guys, fucking hear that see shadows just dick shadows across the walls
0: uh you can follow
1: the show on twitter and instagram at podcast of terror you can subscribe to the podcast via itunes stitcher google play any of your favorite podcatchers leave us feedback five star ratings are much appreciated if you write a nice one we'll read it next time or whenever it shows up uh all the subscription links and options can be found at gncast.com so subscribe you can find us on facebook under the black network uh melissa randy thank you for hanging out oh yeah one at a time one at a time now Where can people find you? Everything you're working on, whatever you want to push, here's your place. You guys can roll shamble for who gets to go first.
0: Go ahead, Randy. Ladies first. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Um, So my site is horrorgeeklife.com and uh, we are on Facebook and we're on Twitter. And I am also on Twitter. My personal handle is horrorgeekmel um, on Twitter, but um, but yes, please follow us. Find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. Um, Come visit our site. We have a lot of really, really great things going on right now Mm -hmm. and fun projects. So.
3: Yeah, and uh, and Friday the Thirteenth the game you can follow along on uh, f13game.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Friday Thirteenth Game, and uh, if you really want to follow me and see my beard and understand my grooming habits, uh, you can follow me there at at Randy R A N D Y G B K.
2: I assure you, you want to. Yeah,
3: this
1: thing's
2: <laughs> fucking awesome. I just want to nuzzle
1: it. If you shave it, can I, I'd like it so I can make a blanket
3: out of it. Oh, that—that's not creepy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's creepy. If you think it's creepy, that's your problem. Not Strangely it. enough,
2: it also smells like Stephen Baldwin
3: <laughs> or coconut.
2: Yeah. I think they just grind them up and put them in the beard oils, don't they? It's just like oh,
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, so, Corey, where can people find
2: you? <laughs> Uh you can find the comics that I help publish at donascomics.com. All the works are by Levi Kraus and Friends.
1: Awesome. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt the Lifeguard. And this is gonna do it. So thank you very much for listening to another episode of the podcast here. We will talk to you guys next week.
0: Thank you.
3: <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Look! Up in the sky! It's a
2: bird! It's a plane! No, it's what is that exactly? You know, Superman is an extraterrestrial, so you may hear us talk about him on the Alien Invasion podcast. Hey, it's Dave Nelson inviting you to join myself, Brad Ludwig, and Anessa Moyens for our weekly discussion about all things not of this Earth, whether they be gray or green creatures from fiction, the latest stories from the world of science regarding the real possibility of life out there somewhere, or the claim from somebody saying they're already among us. We'll talk about it. You'll hear three stories from the week's news, a featured sighting, and our entertainment picks or warnings, rated on a scale of 1 to 5 flying saucers, of course. All of it and more every week on the Alien Invasion podcast, part of the Galactic Netcast Network of Shows. Find us at gncasts.com slash aliens, or wherever you subscribe to podcasts.
0: Next week the of
3: terror.
1: Next week, the host of... Geek Cinema Society. Nicole Davis is coming back. We're going to be talking about 2009's Korean movie, Thirst. I'm scared.
2: Nicole likes to bring the Thinker film, so it'll be interesting to see where this one takes us. It'll
1: be a good time. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that one. Thanks again for listening to the podcast dear. We'll talk to you guys next week.
2: Stay scary, everybody.
0: Bye!